ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show. From ComedySlamRadio.com. ComedySlamRadio.com. And you are live with Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank. This is going to be another outrageous show. We're going to have a lot of fun. So far, I want to talk to you about what's been going on. And what's been going on at Comedy Slam Radio is we have a sister station. And I'm going to have my in-studio guest let us know everything that's going on with our sister station. This is Doug Levine. He's my favorite asshole, but we're going to let him talk anyway. Where's the camera, first of all? The camera's right up there. That's the camera up there? There you go. Uh, I thought you said I wasn't going to read this, but... No, read it. And read it nice. Read it with some emotion. Read it with some passion. Our sister station, RockSlamRadio.com, will be having their official launch party May 5th at Gasoline Alley, noon to 2 a.m. The admission will be $5 all day for advanced tickets or $7 of... Well, $7 a day of or at the door or whatever. My man, why, why tickets, are you reading call, like a first grader? Read it with some heart, bitch. Read it with some heart. Because I read like... Like a first grader? No, what, do you take too it, many yeah. fucking beatings I in never, the head in this I MMA never, crap? <laughs> I never even... I never Give me this thing, this. you <laughs> bastard. You ruining my show. This is Comedy Slam Radio. We're promoting Rock Slam Radio. They're going to have a party at Gasoline Alley on May 5th, bitch. Now, doesn't right. this sound exciting? Right. Not right. only is it a party... But you could win this badass guitar. Get some muscles up here and show the people the guitar. Do right, something. Here's the guitar. What's it cost? It's five bucks, bitches, and you can get in on that guitar. Who better than Comedy Slam Radio and our sister station, Rock Slam Radio? And it's going down May 5th at Gasoline Alley. It's going to start at noon, and it's going for hours and hours, bitches. Get on out there and have some fun. I think we did a good job with that. Yeah, there you go. Man. There you go. Put that guitar down guitar. for now. So, you, I haven't had you on the show in a while, man. The last yeah, time you were on the show, there. you were on the show, and Jackie Mason was in, right. and Gwiggy was interviewing with me, right. and we didn't allow you to talk during the yeah, time that Jackie was talk. here. That's right. Because you're fucking like a whack job. Musk, I don't think before I speak. So. <laughs> Uh, I would also like to point out, last time we got really drunk afterwards, too. Yes. Yeah, we yes. did. Yeah, Craig and Dave want to do body shots off each other. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> we wanted I, to do body shots off the bartender, get it right. Yeah, oh. that's not that's not what she heard. Yeah, he <laughs> I, I told her, she came over, she gave me this look of disgust. I said, no, 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 off each other. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> That's not even a joke. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. You could ask her. Sadly, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and 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 Big Fat Davey did all the buying that night. Big Papa Dave, Dave came through. I give Dave credit. Dave always, always treats. Always, there you go. Always treats. Just every so you, single time. Just so you know, after tonight's show, you're going home. You ain't getting shit. No, we got. I gotta get one. We gotta get one drink. I have to supply you with alcohol. No, I, I'll, I'll I'll splurge, man. No way. You're like the cheapest Jew I know. How are you I'm gonna the splurge? Cheapest Jew I know. You're going to splurge? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to invite everybody from the station. Anybody in well, the Tampa Quiggy, Bay Quiggy, area. You know you're invited. 
So yeah, I, I know assume that. Uh, <laughs> if anybody, the is, health lady's invited too. If she can join, oh, nice, you know, Ooh, Maureen Sullivan, and she is on healthinforadio.com, yes. another one of our stations that's been doing awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, nice lady. So tonight we have not only my best asshole friend Doug here, and we actually have Robert Burton calling in. And Robert Burton's an actor, comedian, uh, and a voiceover specialist. He won an. Uh, He's calling in right now. Right. He's in L.A. He also just won the L.A. Comedy Award for voiceovers. Go ahead. Hey, Robert, you with us? I am with you. Rob, hey, what's, what's going on, dude? Not I'm much. I'm watching you guys on fucking TV, dude. Nice. Yeah, what's happening, man? <laughs> are, are you going to donate five bucks and try to win a guitar, baby? You know, hey, you know, I, I can try and do that, but uh, yeah, I don't even have five bucks. So I you think if the guitar would be all right, too. There you yeah. go. And it's, I think it's a Les Paul special. It's a Les Paul. That's that nice. Yeah. That's I thought you were supposed to read this. No, I could do that. I, I, could, I could definitely do that. I could, I'll definitely donate tonight. There you go, man. Absolutely. Right, right How's check. it going, man? It's going great, man. i just been in here busting my friend's chops, and we were just starting to talk about how you were going to be calling in, which is great. I was just letting everybody know that, you know, you're an actor, a voiceover specialist, and a comedian. How's that that's been going for you? Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so you started off... Well, let let me let you give a little bit of spiel about yourself, how you came to comedy and acting and stuff. You know, what wow. brought you to it? Wow. Well, let's see. Uh, that's a pretty interesting question. First of all, your 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 guest there is it Doug? Is yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. All right, Doug. How you doing, man? All right, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, and, uh, definitely want to talk to you about a couple of things because I heard you were getting into some. Uh, you know, some MMA sort of stuff, UFC, yeah. Gracie stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. At that, but um, like, to answer your question, David, um, it's, it's it was really weird. Like all my life, uh, you know, everybody would be like, "Hey, Bobby, you know, what the hell are you doing? You should be, you know, on TV making kids laugh or something." Or, hey, Bobby, do your <laughs> do your siren at the whatever. It was always like I was the comedy relief guy, so um, I could always memorize like monologues and things like that. But, um, you know, you're always kind of defined by what you are uh, at the moment. And so, like, they'd say, hey, Bob, you should be on TV making kids laugh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm a McDonald's food service handler, dude. I, I, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Or, you know, I'm in the Marine Corps. Um, you know, I'm in the Army later on. And, um, but every job I had, it was always, uh, it's always the same thing. People were saying this and that. And um, I really, I never listened to those people like an idiot. I swear to God. So, um, so now you got to uh, finally get a long, late start. The, the very first time I got bit by the showbiz bug, I guess we'll say, and, and realized, why wow, I might have something here is I went up for this thing um, called Tony and Tina's Wedding. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah, they do no, like the, the dinner theaters and stuff. Yeah, ab absolutely, absolutely. It's called Live Improvisational Com Comedic Theater. And I was like, well, that sounds cool. And um, I'll never forget, so, so how I got over there was two things. One was my daughter, and one was this guy, Jeff, that I was working with. I was working at a... I was working on a company called X10 after Microsoft, um, and I'm one of these techie guys, you know, uh, C-sharp programmer, uh, software test engineer. And this guy comes up to me, and he's from Boston, right? <laughs> so he comes up, his name is Jeff. And I, for the life of me, I actually don't remember his last name uh, anymore. I just refer to him as uh, Jeff the Dick. But he was a nice. catalyst. <laughs> the, the really funny thing about Jeff was that uh, he comes up one day with his paper, and he's like, hey, Bobby. It looks like I was looking at this thing here, and it says these Castanite Italians. Uh, 
in this new play or something. And all you got to do is talk with like a New York accent. And you, you're half WAP, right, Bobby? And I'm like, Geez. <laughs> you know, and he's like, thanks, buddy. No, that's Italian. And he says, uh, whatever. So he gives me the audition, and I look at it, and he called, he, he, I guess he thought he was an actor, and it was really interesting. And so I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll bring this on, and I'll look over it. And then, you know, work, it looked like it was going to be a crazy day. I had to put in overtime in the weekend, which was like the story of my life uh, in the tech world. And then my daughter was like, she sees, the, she sees the piece of paper, and she's like, what's this? She's like 14. And I tell her, it's an audition. She goes, you're going. <laughs> I'm like, uh, really? She goes, oh, yeah, you're going. And I, I try to talk her out of it, and, but she goes, well, you know, it's right. It's like three blocks from my house, and I have to bring, you know, I have to bring her home to, you know, my ex. And so I said, all right, all right, I'll go. So little did I know, she's, you know, she's involved in this. And uh, so she's outside with the writer and the, uh, and the producer of the show. And they give me my lines, and, uh, I, you know, I, I go inside and I get into, quote, quote, get into character. I mean, I knew enough about what I was doing at that point that, you know, you, you read the lines, you pretend to be somebody else, and you, you get on, right? Right. So I go back there, and uh, it's, in this, uh, it's in this Everett Event Center. And they've got a hidden camera that nobody knows about. But, they, you know, they're watching. So I'm reading the lines. And, um, you know, I would think I was going to be a drug dealer uh, for this thing. And I was like, oh, that's not too far of a stretch. You know, I could do that. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I was reading the lines and e- easy accent. You know, it's like, hey, Tony, Tina, it's a freaking honor to be your best man. You know, the other night, me and uh, whatever. And, you know, so I'm reading this. And, uh, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of the script, it says, stop, in big, bold letters. And I'm like, and it says, turn the page. And I go, what the fuck? And I, I literally go, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, they have this on camera. So I turn it over the next page, and it says, what, you know, uh, it says, quick, come up with a theme song, uh, Beatles-themed, and also within the motif of your character. And I'm like, what the fuck again? <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so we had just listened to uh, the, uh, the Beatles on the way in. So I, and the song was All You Need Is Love. So they got me recorded there, and I go, I, I'm like, all you need is love, love, love is all you need. And a bag of weed, you know. <laughs> and uh, the guys are outside, and they're like, oh, "Wow, your dad's pretty good. He can sing too. What, what, how long has he been acting?" And, and my fourteen-year-old daughter looks at them and says, well, "Personally or professionally?" And uh, and they go, "Well, both." And she goes, "Personally, uh, every minute of every day, in the car, over here, in the shower, in the mirror." Constantly, you know, it's funny because he's like forty, and uh, he, my friends actually say that he's hot, and it, it kind of bothers me. And they want to Facebook him and shit, and, and then they're like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, oh, well, professionally." And she goes, mm, "About now," <laughs> and so I got the gig, and I got infected by it, and um, I, I couldn't believe it. At the end, I, I was just overwhelming. Uh, you put up eight shows, eight shows in like, um, uh, you know, in six days. And uh, you had like only two rehearsals. So it's all like you improv mostly everything. Um, you get some lines and that's it. And um, at the end, I got this paycheck, and I was like, "Holy shit! You you guys get paid to do this?" Nice. And that was it. So um, yeah, I reevaluated where I was in my life, and uh, I uh, I quit my job at one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Nice. And got my ass to LA. <laughs> so so where'd you go from one hundred and twenty to twenty? Uh, yeah, uh, I think 15 that <laughs> Nice, nice. <laughs> I, I was eating ramen uh, a lot. It sucked. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 was, I was even broker than ramen at one point. I went to 
big lots, and I used to buy the little Mexican bags of Modelo noodles for like 33 cents a bag. It was horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I had that That's for like four months. I think I'm still packing eight, ten pounds of that around me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, well, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Um, we do what we have to do, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's amazing what we can consider ourselves, you know. And like, oh, let's see, can, can, you, can you see yourself doing that for your dream or whatever? And you're like... Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, Doug's got it. Look, look at Doug. Doug's got a dream to be an MMA fighter, and all of a sudden he got. Didn't you get choked out to death by a girl the other day? <laughs> the girl choked you out like a bitch or something. <laughs> what happened? Did you get beat up by a girl once or How twice? Did you choke no, out? No, fortunately, no, I didn't. You didn't get beat up by a girl. Are you lying to <laughs> no, me? No. I think girls beat beating you up. They could. There's they girls. Could. There's, there's girls that can. I mean. I talked to one girl. I was like, you know, I was like, what's what's up? She's like, she's like, oh, not much. I and mean, I was like, well, you're pretty diesel. And she's like, it's because I fight every day. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she you was, know, she's like, you know, she she got muscle. I mean, she was when she started kicking the bags and the gloves and the shields. And I mean, every guy, even the guys that are like six foot four, just sat there in awe at the power that this little, you know, five foot two girl had. And just uh, you know, but she don't have a car or nothing, so she's like scraping, scraping, scraping by. She's scraping by. Oh, so she turns tricks in a lot back. You know, there you go. Huh? Is she sucking cock to make money for I, rent? I, I, no, no, man. <laughs> That's what we want to know. I'm getting personal with them like that. You don't get personal. <laughs> you know, whatever they have to do to make their money, they, they there do you to go. Make their money, you know? If she ain't got a car, she's got to pay the dojo fees, right? What's she doing? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you didn't cheap. tell her to listen to this because I don't want to get Fat Davy's ass no, kicked. No, I didn't tell. No, I didn't tell nobody. Yeah, because yeah. if she can kick your ass, because un- unfortunately, but yeah, there's I, there's girl there's there's not just one girl that probably kicked my. There's there's a few. There's one girl that's 14 and she just tears up like everybody. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Bob, you want to go by yeah. Rob, Bobby? What do you want me to call you? How about uh, you from me? Let's go, Bobby. That's fine. Bobby. Bobby's Bobby. Fine. Can you do like voices on request now? Can, can yeah, I, like that drop and giggity giggity. You know, like, so you know, I, you know, it's really cool to, to be on the be on the show there, uh, buddy. You know, giggity. <laughs> Who, who's who's <laughs> some yeah. of the? You know, it's like I died and went to heaven. Then God realized it wasn't my time yet, so he sent me back to a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> who's the most requested voices that you get? Because you incorporate you know the voices on oh stage my God. and the stuff. The most requested voices, um, because I'm on this thing now, Dial a Star and whatnot. Um, I guess you reach an all new low when you're on Dial a Star, but um, <laughs> the, mostly people like Lindsay Lohan's dad and shit are on that. Nice. But what's What's really cool about this is that um, people call me up and they want me to like uh, you know talk to their kid or um, or, or what what have you, leave a voice message or something like that, and it's like ten bucks, ten bucks a minute. I'm like, are you kidding me? Said, yeah, absolutely. The so they always want me to like do SpongeBob and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of Bob people that see my routine, like my comedy routine, is, is a little bit kind of warped. Uh, I take cartoon characters because that's when I started. You know, um, uh, I, even back when I was like seven or eight, I was making up, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff uh, like watching Shaggy and Scooby and all that stuff, and being like, you know, the writing is it, it's it's fucking bullshit. It's stupid. It sucks. As a kid, I, I kind of thought that it was kind of warped that this guy Shaggy. Would, uh, would, would you know would take it all the time? They always get the shit detail, and so that that's kind of what I do in my routine. I, I take these um, cartoons and I kind of wrote them how in my little mind they should have been, you know, my well, little warped mind. Let me hear um, how Shaggy should have like, been. You and me, me just starting 
Disney movie with the Robert Redford. Oh, Kermit, Kermit, your tongue can do much more than lick flies. Oh, hey, Piggy. You know, I would do shit like that. <laughs> That's Miss Piggy. Um, yeah, and, I, I, um, I, I, okay, I just SpongeBob is probably the most requested. SpongeBob. Let me hear some SpongeBob. Yeah, I never even heard SpongeBob talk. Really? Doug, Doug is like a social like, misfit. Mr. Crab, somebody's got a crabby in their patty. <laughs> that is a pretty good impression of him. That is definitely good, yeah, that man. Does, that actually sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. Do you even know who SpongeBob is? It took me a while. Like you're goddamn right, it is, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Who Who are some of your other favorite voices? Wow. You know what? How about One of my famous favorite comedians? voices is Dave Chappelle doing uh, Rick James. Um, I would sell, uh, when I first started getting into like voiceover and whatnot, um, I found out that if you go to like an agent, they just look at you and say, pound sand, unless you, you know, you're already making money or like kind of a commodity. And um, so I, I set out to do that, and um, I had this lady... Uh, Phyllis Huster, and she runs this company called The Bloom out here, and it's like easy mobile ringtones. And we started out, and she, um, this lady was, uh, she gave me a really a, a big head start. Uh, she would pay me like an AFTRA, which is American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, uh, rates uh, to record these ringtones, and then she would, um, uh, you know, she would let me make up half of them. And uh, I was pretty good at selecting what might be funny. So we, and one of the things at the time was uh, <coughs> there were no Dave Chappelle ringtones out there, and I was like, wow. Dave is funny. And uh, so I always liked his Rick James one, and I'd be doing stuff like, um, Darkness! Darkness! Don't answer your phone! She's an evil motherfucker! You know, and stuff like that <laughs> um, on there. <laughs> we had a, uh, we sold quite a few of those, and um, people in Japan were buying them. And, uh, and Charlie Sheen was another one. Charlie Sheen. Let me, let me hear some Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, yeah, I was banging seven gram rocks and fishing because that's how I roll. Got a different brain, I got a different heart, I got tiger blood, man. Dying's for fools, dying's for amateurs. Uh, ding, winning. You know, uh, that guy, especially when he lost it, it was just incredible to watch. But I, I put that ringtone out there, and I got to tell you, this was, this was very flattering to me. Um, we put the ringtone out, and it sold like 500 in like a day in Japan. People were just for Japanomaniacs were just going bananas for Charlie. Nice. And um, iTunes calls up Phyllis, who uploaded it, you know, from the Bloom. Um, and that's thebloom.com, by the way, a little plug for her. Um, there you go. And then it's E-B-L-U-N-E.com. So she, they get a call, she gets a call, and they're like, hey, you got to take that ringtone down with a Charlie Sheen. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Well, Charlie's suing everybody. <laughs> and he was actually at that point because you know he got into that beef and, uh, and he ended up coming out on top um, after he quit two and a half men but what's funny was they actually thought it was really Charlie Shannon said well that would be great but you know it's not and they're like oh bullshit you, you raped that off of YouTube or something I was like the hell I did so we had to end up we had to end up sending in the studio files where I got my director uh, Steve Cross going and Action and, it, and that one, the way I got into character was I worked on a set with Charlie Sheen uh, two and a half men about five times, and when I walked by him, he would go, "What? Wow, he, that guy kind of looks like me." I was, I was banging seven gram rocks, and, and so he's got the whole thing, and at the end, it goes, "Excellent cut!" Right? And so they're like, "We're, we're very sorry, Mr. Burton. We'll, we'll, we'll never doubt you again." <laughs> that was cool. That is definitely cool. <laughs> got of messed up too, but it was fun. Hell yeah, man. What 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 other uh, celebrities and famous comedians have you worked with out there in L.A.? 
Oh my god! Um, you know, it's you could just, at least said, "Oh my god!" like a teenage girl. Well, come on. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's pretty crazy when you see some of these people, um, you know, that you're working against. There's a guy named uh, Perry Kurtz who's been doing comedy for probably close to thirty years, uh, a true veteran, a true pro. Um, the he other won night, the LA Comedy Award like you just did, didn't he? Yeah, he was he was in the LA Comedy Awards. As a matter of fact, absolutely, yeah. he was. Um, this guy can, I mean, there's, there's true pros, you know, and, and then there's the people that are just kind of like, they may fold, you may fold under questioning, you fucking stuttering, but yeah, this guy (laughs) will not. Um, he's amazing. Um, there was another guy the other night now, I'm trying to remember, and, uh, I'm just going to have to go to my Facebook page and see who the hell I performed with, uh, (laughs) the other night, because it just kind of blew me out of the water. Um, he was an English gentleman. Let me see what his name is. I think it should still be up here in the cart. David Baker. David Baker, uh, uh, Simone Ship, and uh, Tracy McDonald. And all these people were just like, holy shit. And this guy, David Baker, is one of the, uh, he's this English comic. He's, only, he's like one of only five British comics that, that appeared on The Tonight Show uh, with Jay Leno. Right. And um I mean, you got like Ricky Gervais and a couple other people, but I mean, one of five. And the guy is just hilarious. When he's up on stage, you watch his, his mind just turning. You know, I mean, the guy is incredible. And he comes up to me after, and he's like, he goes, Robots. He goes, oh, that was, oh, buddy, fantastic. You're going to be fucking successful at this. I can't believe that. It's like, because you can do all the voices, and you're fucking crazy. I love that. And so we started talking, and he was, uh, he, he gave me mad props, and here I am, like, pissing my pants, you know, going, are you serious, really? Um, but, uh, yeah, wonderful people like that, you get thrown in with the mix sometimes. And um, I, I have to say they're all uh, incredibly supportive. They're, they're just incredible. That's what I have to say about that. So you play a bunch of different clubs. I mean, I know you go to the, what, the comedy store, Flappers, and a lot of the places yep. around L.A., right? Yep, the improv, and then uh, recently, most recently, the Ice House. Now, um, and I and I uh, I killed that place, as they say. Yeah. Hey, what did you do? Hey, I fucking murdered it. But you know, it was it was fun, and um, so yeah, those are a couple of places that uh, that I go to now. Yeah. So I got a, uh, a more of a serious question. When did you figure out, or when did you even desire to start trying these voices? Were you a little kid? I mean. Wow. I mean, you're you're about my age, right? I mean, I'm about forty, so you're a little older than me. Was it? Was it the Police Academy movies? Because you got you, those. You, wow, you're a great interview. I love this guy. Um, these are great questions. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I it, it was maybe a little bit before that, just like a little bit before. Um, I was always kind of musically inclined. Later on, I learned that uh, after playing guitar for I, Christ, I, I think I, I played guitar when I was the very first time I picked one up was like about uh, I think I was like 35 and. Um, but I always like could hear all the songs in my head, and I, I was later told that I had perfect pitch. And so I was watching this guy, this black guy, who I later found out that his name was Jimi Hendrix, uh, on <laughs> on stage. And he's got this thing. He's holding this guitar between these speakers and doing this like. <laughs> you know, and, and he's shredding what I learned later is the Star Spangled Banner. And uh, all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I was able to do that. I have no idea how the hell I was able to do it, 
But I did it. My parents thought there was something wrong with me. So like my father dropped me in my head a couple more times and <laughs> was like, get that out of there. You know, what the hell's wrong with you? And, so I, um, and then later on, I saw a police academy. And my little rotten mind was like, oh, wait, it's not only the air guitar. Because I mean, do you remember going up there, everybody was doing the air guitar Just bullshit? The like, and they were like, and then they going along, and I was like, fuck that. I'm like, and doing stuff like that. And I was like, fuck your air guitar. Mine is better, dude. It makes noise. And so um, it was, it, that's, I think I was seven or eight years old, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that, that's a long time. So what I know what ever other people's favorite effects are, but let's get Doug involved. Doug, is there an yeah. effect you want to hear Bobby say? Let's hear. You got an effect you want to hear? I don't know. How about the sounds of crushing bones? Doug's bones crushing while getting beat up by some 14-year-old girl. Can you make oh some bone crushing God. noises? You want to videotape this, don't you? I know yeah. David's going to he's going he's going to just get all Oh, I would love to. Yo, he told me he got choked out the other day like he refused to tap. So he got choked out to the point that you passed out? Well, the fact was I, I couldn't tap because my arms were pinned. And well, yeah, those are breaking I couldn't even say tap. So it pretty much sat in like this. <laughs> you couldn't tap? <laughs> well, he had an extreme pleasure. I had to use I mean, my foot. It could have been an awful situation or a really good situation because, yeah. you know, the chick is obviously attractive. So he could have been there. Getting choked out and be like, you fucking and then fighting against her. Or he could have said, you know, this is kind of cool. And David Carradine, he kind of went out like that. And just, just kind of like, you know, <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation started jerking himself off right there, you know, and then just got choked out and woke up really pleasured. You know, I don't know. You know, it's funny. You say autoerotic asphyxiation, and just so happened the other day, I'm at work and I'm talking to <laughs> some of the. It doesn't matter what I do for work. work. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I do for work. (laughs) But some of the people are there and they're talking about some of these other girls. And they talk about their friends and people they know. And they're starting to tell me about how they know these people that like to get choked out. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you know, these girls, they like to get choked During during sex. And I'm like. They're like, you never choked anybody? I'm like, no, I never choked anybody. I said, <laughs> I said I'm said i short, I'm fat, and I'm Jewish. I said, if I'm getting in there, I'm not fucking it up with the question, can I choke you? I'm like, no, no, no. And they're like, you know how many girls like this? And I'm like... I think if you're on top, they're already suffocating enough. I, I agree. Normally, I have to stand <laughs> off to the side of the bed yeah, and try to wiggle a, in. You got to tip a little bit. <laughs> yeah, to I'm crush not follow up with anything. I just couldn't believe yeah, you said it. You said it, and I was like, you know, we just talked about this the other day, and we need to amp up the show a little bit. So, Doug's getting choked out. Girls are loving getting choked out. And you can make the sound effects. What's it sound like to get choked out? Let's see. To get choked out is a, wow. I tell you, because I've I've, I've actually had that done to me a couple of times. Uh, Ranger Battalion rolling around. Uh, Let me tell you. It sounds more like... Yeah, dude, I couldn't even do that. that sounds like I could get one like word that. out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm sitting there, my eyes are rolling back, and I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to let this guy know that, that I'm choked out? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I hope he can well, see my know. feet, because that's the only way I'm tapping out. You've got to let you go within about, um, those blo- it's a blood choke, and those, generally you got like, you know, a couple, like two or three seconds after that to let it go. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you, you could die. Well, yeah, they think, but they think, you know, they're, yeah, you know, no, he didn't tap. Yes, so he must be okay still. You know? <laughs> and the people behind me watching are just sitting there, like, oh, you know, turning purple. But, yeah. <laughs> They're like, <"Wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-w
Yeah. You're on, yeah exactly. I mean, sometimes they, they stop. Sometimes they the stop it. Um, when it comes to the shoulders, yeah. they stop it, so you don't ruin your shoulders. What do you mean it. when it comes to the shoulders? Like, like if they think that you know they, they're putting something on you that's going to ruin your shoulders, like a kimura or something like that, they'll 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 stop that. They won't let oh. you fight it. Oh. Not, not so practice. if your shoulder looks like it's going to get hurt, they'll stop. Yeah, but, but if you're going to fucking pass out, yeah, you can just pass out. That's okay. Whatever turns you on, you know? You know, that's the weird thing about it. It's kind of like an accepted, it's like a formality. It's like, okay, well, you're either going to submit, and, you know, they kind of say, well, th- th- there's two lines of thinking, right? The people that go, well, if you tap out, you're a pussy, or right. you're going to get choked out. I mean, either way, right. you're going out, but... So, I, yeah, know, they, they tell you not to be a hero because you're just going to ruin your elbow, you're going to ruin your shoulder, your leg. Yeah. Or, but, you know, choking yeah. out, I mean, you know, yeah, you go out a few seconds, you know, they'll slap you around a little bit, you come back. Did you, get the, did you have a big headache? Uh, no, no, I never. I, I've gone there with headaches, but the adrenaline takes care of that, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I go exactly. there not feeling good and come out like you know, let's go again. Man, yeah. that's nuts. I, I could never. You gotta, picture. you gotta kind of do it, and and then. No, I don't gotta kind of you know. accidentally or want to get punched in the face to find out if I like that. No, no, <laughs> I, I know. Some people, like, you want to eat just, that shit? You're like, mm, nope. No. <laughs> you, should, you should come down, visit, take a class. Come down, visit, take a class. I got a gym membership a mile and a half down the road I haven't been at in a year. I'm going to come down and take a class and get my ass kicked? No. No. <laughs> come on, I YouTube it, man. You YouTube it? That's no. Well, giggity, giggity. You know, you, 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 should, you should get your ass to the uh, gym there, Dave. Yeah, I should. Giggity. We could tell Dave ain't been to the gym. I haven't been to the gym. I drove by it the other day on the way to the supermarket. <laughs> you drove by it, you look at it, you wave. And the name of my gym is called You Fit, and I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I am, I am though, the most popular shape in America, and that's round. Round is the most yep. popular shape, by and, and most, most Americans. The, the fat Americans. Well, yeah. yeah not, not people like me. <laughs> Well, no, but you're not most. Most people do not want to walk around and get punched in the face. You well, look forward. You you eliminated your Facebook and everything else in your life aside from your job so that you could work out, go to work, and get beat up on Monday and Tuesdays. I, I do other stuff besides get beat up Mondays and Tuesdays. You go to work. <laughs> you, you go and filter I, out water. I do, I do some programming. I do a lot of things. It wasn't you know, it was a combination of things. I yeah, but all that, that stuff's time. boring. I don't want to. That if, does programming if, for some yeah. stuff. Fuck that. You getting beat up is better. If 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 I could do that, well, that's only because you have the week, I would. You, you definitely have this fascination of watching Doug get pounded in the face or something. I think. Oh, I think I think a lot of people rivalry going on here. You're friendly, but it's rivalry. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely rivalry. Listen, there is not one person that knows Doug, and I'll tell you what. The phone number to the station is 727-597-4022. If there is any one person that knows Doug Levine, that's right, Doug Levine from Pine Bush, Scotchtown, the one that annoyed you, beat you up, did all sorts of stupid shit, pissed made you off. Of you. Yeah, made fun of you, made anything. Made fun of your girlfriend. <laughs> made fun of your girlfriend, banged your girlfriend, whatever banged he might have done. He did it all, right? Yeah, call him up at 727-597-4022. If you don't call and harass him, you're all pansies. That's all Fat hey, Dave has got to say. Well, there there might be one I'm or two Doug. people that might be I'm nice. You guys can talk to. I don't oh, want to yeah. speak to anybody that's going to be nice that, to you. Anybody that got something. Yeah, if call. anybody wants to call in or... Or Rob, if you want to fake someone else's voice and call in about something you just want to harass, you, you can make the you, you can make the, you can give us the phone ring and the whole new personality. It'd be great. 
Hey, Quiggy, Quiggy, you want to say something to Doug? You got anything? Quiggy's the engineer tonight. You got something for Doug? <laughs> Doug, is, he uh, is a wussy, but he gets choked out, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think that, he did. I, that party, I believe that I can party call back in. in as, 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 but it can happen. In whatever voice you guys want me to do. No, no, no. You know, Keep we, yourself. We, we could also just forego the formality and just, you know, like, just skip to the fucking straight to the voice. Like, you know, what would Charlie Sheen do? You know, fucking warlocks banging it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> what, uh, what's going on in that rotten little mind of yours when you, uh, you know, when you're getting choked out by a chick and, uh, you know, your light's going out? I mean, that sounds like some yourself? of Charlie Sheen would like to see himself, you know? <laughs> that is you awesome. You start banging your seven gram rocks and finish them? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even picture Doug on drugs. If Doug had Doug needs drugs to keep him calm. I don't understand how they let him fight. I'm surprised he actually hasn't killed well, anybody yet. Truth be told, I'm about two, three milligrams going in. So. Two, three milligrams of what? <laughs> two or three milligrams. <laughs> I want to know what, what does it take. He has. To, what do you take before you go to fight? Two, two, three milligrams of Xanax. So you would fight on Xanax? Yes, I dude, you should win like two fucking awards, yeah. dude. I mean, like if you win, you should get like a bit, like a twice the size award. Yeah. Have you heard about that guy that, um, forget who, he was boxing, and, like, they said, oh, he, he had won the fight, kicked the shit out of this guy, I can't remember the guy's name, um, and then they said, oh, yeah, well, I, I'm sorry, we're going we're gonna to take that belt away. But why? Because he was high, he was under the influence of marijuana. Fucker should get, like, three belts. Yeah, and I go there. Well, did, Mike Tyson just, didn't he just confess to fighting, smoking pot and fighting? I have no clue. Yeah. Does he still fight? No. He don't it. fight. Can you give I me some it. Mike Tyson, but, Bobby? But I thought I just read that he uh, he used to smoke Jimmy, some pot before. Mr. Well. Funny man, yeah, Jimmy. Well, you know, wow, that ooh, that octave. Now I, I hadn't blown that today a little bit. <laughs> those, those really high pitched ones. Mm-hmm. I, I can normally do that, but uh, I, I just got back to Seattle, and uh, this is the home of the hay fever season. Uh, yeah, this area is, is pretty crazy. So <clears throat> I noticed some of my highs were a little not so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you still today, doing so Charlie Sheen, or is like this really your voice? No, he's back to his voice. Because uh, it almost just—I mean—it just almost sounds like Charlie Sheen, like you know, just in your normal voice. Where's the funny man? I'll take that ear off. So yeah, it's cracking too much. I can't do it tonight. It's one of those things. You can give it a try, but um, if I had more vodka, I could probably do it. There you um, go. Yeah, vodka does. Um, yeah, that was my daughter when I need her. I mean, she's yeah, she just turned eighteen. She provides you vodka. Uh, and that's the reason I flew back um, for her birthday. Uh, weren't you shooting a, yesterday? Weren't you just shooting a commercial today too? Yeah, I did a commercial for uh, Microsoft. That was fun. Who, who who was it for? It was it was um, it was a commercial for Microsoft, an industrial commercial. Great. Where they used it um, in their um, within their own like you know like the Bra- the Braeburn and places like that, and. Um, and of course, when you do the commercial, you sign an NDA, and so you can't really talk about it. But whatever, but I go back on Saturday too and finish shooting it, um, and it's it's kind of cool. I mean, to be able to you know come back and um, you know have, have have some downtime with your family, and then oh hey, you want to do a commercial? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? So you go back and forth between L.A., Hollywood area, and home. That's the hardest part of it. You know what? Absolutely, dude. Um, during pilot and regular season, uh, I, yeah, that's interesting you touched on that. Um, fi- 
basically five or six weeks, I'm there. Um, and then I will fly back, you know, for maybe two weeks sometimes. And so, that's usually the longest during pilot season, two weeks I'll, I'll come back home. Um, and normally um, it'll be like a three-day weekend or four-day week, something like that. And um, what's ironic, though, people are like, how the fuck did your wife put up with that shit, you know, and, and whatnot. But um, it is. Because all but, the millions of dollars you're making, tell them. It's because I'm making millions. <laughs> well, he's making a living. He's not making millions. All I, I can tell you that I don't have a day job, which uh, to be out there less than two years. Or basically two years in April. Uh, April 11th was That's two a years phenomenal not feat, actually. To not that's, have a day job. That's um, a phenomenal feat. It's amazing. And yeah. you have to pay money to the... Oh, no. You probably don't have to pay money to the ex-wife anymore, right? No, because that is a fucking Uber. There's a reason I flew back, dude. I got so drunk last night that I didn't even, like, when I got up this morning, uh, I think I, like, walked into the door, like, three times. My wife's like, are you going to leave or what? I was just like, <laughs> no, I'm just sorry, I celebrate. And she's like, what do you celebrate? I'm like, that's all right, I'll tell you later. Um, and I just got out of it. But I know, literally, um, I tied one on last night a little bit. Because I'm like, holy shit, child support is over. Oh, wait a minute. But then, you know, college starts. And then, you know, that's just another reason to pour, like, five more drinks. And so um, it was a little rough today. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> a little hangover headache, some hay fever, some harassing dust. It was, dud. It, was, yeah. it was. But, um, yeah, that's the rough part of it. But, you know, ironically enough, being apart from your family, um, I got to say that working at Microsoft and working at this Paul Allen company uh, as a programmer and uh, a software test engineer and doing all these things, literally, I would be home and working, and my family would be in the other room. I was working 80-hour weeks for two years straight. Not kidding. That's when I quit my job. I mean, when I, I God bless me or whatever happened, and, um, you know, Yahweh, whatever the hell. It, uh, it came out there and, and, and said, you know, this is what you're going to do. Um, I see my family more now, uh, you know, going back and forth, because when I come back, it's generally just quality time uh, that I have. And so that's freaking amazing. Yeah, it sounds say. a hell of a lot better. It is. You know, it really is. Ah. Yeah, I've adopted the Charlie Sheen uh, voice a little bit, because I think, I think that just works best for, uh, for your show. All right. Bang. Because so you are fucking winning Ding. <laughs> Absolutely. so in your charlie sheen voice you, you've done some pretty cool things on tv and you've been involved in some cool projects why don't you let some of the people know about some of the things you've done because you have done a lot of great things and to be paid and not have to have a day job after only two years is a lot so i mean it's 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 a great accomplishment there's people out there that would be lucky if they ever get to that point myself included wow wow well, yeah, listen, I mean, think, there's a lot of comics that no, I, you know, would never do right. it. Um, it's a I'm big very step. Lucky. Um, I would say some of the some of the cool things I've done, and um, I think we had a conversation, uh, you and I, I think we talked for an hour the very first time I called you up because you were really yeah. cool on Facebook and you were doing this promoting, and I was like, wow, this is a hell of a, this is a cool show this guy's got. And um, we talked for a little while, and I remember um, we had touched on uh, the whole Hollywood thing and how, how weird it is and, and whatnot. Um, one of the things that I, that I found out, um, if, you, if you permit me, if I got time to, um, and he was talking about that, you know, the whole thing about how, how you can, how you just become friends first, you know, sort of thing. Sure. Out here. You, do I have time to talk about that? 
Yeah, we got about 15 minutes left in the show, but I want to make sure you hit on, tell people about the Rat Man and Day in the Life of a Comic and some cool stuff, too. Yeah, here we go. So, um, this will all segue in really quickly. I'll I'll, I'll kind of zip it out. Um, So, yeah, I was banging seven grand rocks one night. You know, I was getting all fucked up. And, um, no, I, I, um, so... Well, the very first thing when I came out there, right, my uh, there was an acting coach that I had out here in Seattle. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, just pretend you're from L.A. because they don't like outsiders and yeah, yeah, and be guarded and be loaded." I was like, "Yeah, okay." As soon as I got off the plane, very first gig, I was doing background one day, and the guy was like, "So where are you from?" And I was like, "Fucking the whole L.A. thing went out the way." I was like, "Yeah, I'm from Seattle." But Seattle, what the fuck are you doing out here? So we're talking, and and I just basically told him, "Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is my dream. I'm going after it." And yada yada yada. And I live there still. And he's like, "Wow, okay, right on." So he had that day. He gives me a SAG background voucher. <laughs> he goes, here you go. You probably need this more than most. I was like, wow, that was cool. So I had gotten one. And people don't know in the entertainment industry, you need three background vouchers or a um, or one speaking role. So that was really cool. So I thought, oh, wow, being honest is a cool thing. So I got rewarded immediately, right? And so then the next thing I know, um, you know, I, I got, I, I always get noticed. I always get, like, um, picked out because I was, I, was, I was honest. I was genuine with people. And um, the one thing was uh, that, that I like it is I, I really do like people. And if you like people, it's a great industry to be in because um, it's all about friends and these relationships that you develop. And so one of the things was I never asked anybody for anything, ever. You know, you just become fr- I just want to get to know them. That's it. Because you never know who you're sitting next to or who you're working next to. I mean, you've got people that are makeup artists that are writing the next fucking big movie. You got people that are doing this, and you know they're also moonlighting as that. Um, exactly. And and so, I remember um, before I get to Ratman really quickly, there was a, there was this um, Batman, The Dark Knight Rises. There was this uh, there was this guy I met on set, Jeff, and um, Jeff did a bunch of different things. He was uh, he was an actor, a background actor. He was uh, an AD. He was a freaking grip for all. I mean, he did everything. And um, I was working at Warner Brothers a lot. You know, my first year down there and um uh, there's a karaoke bar like i like it when they say it's the you know the martini shot that really is it for me i want to go out and get a martini at the end and so we were going out and he said he's i said you know any places to get a drink he's like oh i'm going to go to this place it's going to go with you so yeah sure whatever kid so i went with him when i bought drinks we just got to know each other and uh you know we just developed we became friends on facebook it was official way we're like you know friends and all that good shit and um never asked the guy for anything so, like, last year, um, he just calls me out of the blue. He goes, hey, Bobby. I was like, hey, what's going on? And he says, uh, you, were, uh, you were in the military, right? You're, you're like a ranger, right? I said, yeah. He goes, so you, you did combat and all that shit? I said, I said yeah, what, what's going on? He goes, well, um, you know how to handle a gun. I said, yeah. <laughs> so he says, all right, well, uh, do you want to be in Batman, Dark Knight Rises? I, I think I tried to think of, like, a quicker word than yes. I think I just blinked <laughs> and went, no, or some shit. And he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah, well, here's what you do. Just go to this, you know, talk to this lady and whatever. And I said, dude, I saw this. There's going to be an open call in like three days. Yeah, I was going to go there. He goes, oh, he goes, no, don't worry about that. And I said, wow, holy shit, thanks, man. And so I was going to be a SWAT team leader. Yeah. And um, so long story short, I said, I said, thank you very much. I said, well, I, I didn't know that you even had these kind of connections. He's like, yeah, that's what I like about you. He goes, you know, uh, you're a good, because you're a good guy. You're a good fella. And he says, and you bought drinks the first time we went out, and you never asked me for shit. He goes, have fun, quick. I worked 16 days in that thing, you know, whatever. And it was, it was amazing, you know? Hell yeah. 
it, it was awesome. Um, and um, so things like that I found out. And then um, I met this guy who was auditioning for this comedic superhero. Uh, uh, it's called Ratman. And um, I met the guy, and I had just finished this. Uh, I made this movie called Day in the Life of a Comic. I produced it. Um, I, I wrote it, I acted in it, I had my good friend Steven direct me, because if you're trying to wear all those hats, you're, you're insane, or very egotistical or narcissistic, and you can't. Um, and, and it turned out really good, you know, I, and I had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and, and it worked out great. Um, and to get some <laughs> competitions. Um, I think it's going to be in Stiff this year, the Seattle True International Film Festival. I'm still waiting to find out about that. Um, and he had seen it. And uh, so when I showed up, he was just like, oh, yeah, I saw this online the other night. I was looking for, you know, some stuff. And, and so, long story short, his name is Matt Schaefer. He watched it, and he thought it was really, um, really good. And he said, you know what, I'm not even going to audition. you got the part if you want it. And um, so it was a SAG new media. I, I made it into a SAG new media television series. And it's, of course, it's on YouTube. It's new media. But what's really neat about it, dude, is that I was able to uh, Taft-Hartley or, or give um, give lines to uh, people that had become my friends. So now here it was turned around. And like, listen, here here I am. Like, oh, you need to get into SAG. Oh shit, I can help you with that. You know, and and, and doing stuff like that. Nice. And I guess the culmination of this. Have you watched some of the Ratman's, David? Yeah, I have. The last two okay. that you posted. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. There, there's a, so, um, the, the one before, the, the nice guy, Bob, who's cutting people's thumbs off, who's a real superhero, um, and there was this thing called Ratman versus the Voice of, the, of Experience. And it's this guy, Kurt Kelly. And what's really cool about this is that um, Kurt Kelly is this phenomenal, phenomenal voice actor. He's the voice of Sony, Sony Picks, and a couple of other things. Um, and he talks like this in a world where people lost their fucking mind. <laughs> Robert Burton came through. Anyway, and so he, um, this guy is amazing, and he was the only guy at the time, because voiceover artists are like a lot of snobs, and they don't want to think there's so much competition, they don't want to help you out. He's the only guy that helped me out. And here he is, like, the, the one guy that you would never expect, because he's so bomb, so like high up on the, on the food chain, and he told me exactly what I needed to do, and I did it, and then I started, you know, getting his gigs, and eventually, you know, in the LA Comedy Awards, and then after making these demos and then getting into, you know, uh, winning the LA County Awards and then working for NBC and doing uh, trailers. Right. So I decided, I said, you know what, the best thing I can do for this guy is he's so behind the microphone, never in front of the camera. So I said, you know what I want to do? I want to write an episode. Matt was like, absolutely, go ahead and do it. And, uh, and so I did. And it's one of the best, uh, people just call me all the time and saying, this is a freaking awesome episode. It's amazing, whatever. Yeah. And he comes in and he basically... Um, I gave him most of the lines in the entire in the thing. Now he has a demo reel, and he can actually use it uh, to audition for comedy shoot, uh, comedy shows. Because as it turns out, the guy is freaking funny, and he's, he's a very good actor. Um, but he never, you know, he, he, he hasn't really gotten into that arena. So uh, I, uh, you know, my hats off to him, and it was kind of my homage to him for helping me. I know a lot of people will never know that, but now I guess fucking everybody who listens to your show knows that. So that's kind of there. Cool. You go. <laughs> So, hey, we got a couple of minutes. We got about five to seven minutes left in the show. I do want to let people know. I know you have Robert Burton, theactor.com. What, what other websites? Where else can people get you, find out more about you? Let's see. So, Robert, Robert Burton, theactor.com. Uh, and then there is, um, 
Oy vey, let me see here. Do, 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 do. On IMDb, of course, you know, you can look me up, and there's some there's some reels up there. Um, I guess uh, if you were on YouTube, um, which which we really like, uh, if you were on YouTube and you did and you looked up rat hyphen man space Roberts Burton, um, you would find all the episodes for Rat Man and. Um, they are really funny. Um, it's kind of interesting because the guy, it, it, it's the total premise is just, you know, uh, kind of today. Everybody calls this a recession. It's kind of a depression. Um, he is a, a recession hero who emerged in, like, the 90s. And then when the recession went away, he went away. Well, of course, he's back. And so you know, Ratman's back. Uh, Matt originally did this. And, um... And so now, uh, basically, this guy is going out fighting crime, but he needs to make a buck. He doesn't have, like, a gig like Superman or Batman or anything like that. So he'll interrupt the crime, and nice. uh, he'll charge you, like, 20 bucks. You know, he'll nail the mugger, throw him against the wall, but then he's like, all right, lady, that'll be, like, 20 bucks. And if she doesn't pay, then, you know, he'll let the mugger uh, finish his job or, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty good premise, but uh, it never works out in Ratman's favor, as you, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry yeah. to hear it doesn't work out in your favor. And I got this bastard Doug shooting rubber bands at me in the studio. And he's been hitting me, and I've had to be quiet because you were talking, and I didn't want to interrupt you. He just shot me in the eye, this bastard. You guys have some serious rivalry, but I, but I like it. It's, it's freaking it's horrible. Fun. Um, hey. they, 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 yeah, hit him in the face with a rubber band, and just you know what you do? Jump on him, hug him, and sit on him, because he will just fucking die. I don't care what grace you just Anybody would die if I sit on him. But <laughs> it, it's rough. Uh, yeah, pull let, it. What, what, don't tell me to pull it. That sounds gross, you <laughs> sick, perverted bastard. Ow! Holy shit! Fucking bastard. him up and like, fucking it. bang him out, dude. <laughs> Man, Doug, you're not allowed back here. Holy shit. Robert, let, let the people know. Bobby, where are you going to be? I love it. Where are you going to be in the next couple? We don't care what you're doing, Doug. You know yours. Dude, I got, I don't mess with my beautiful face. I'm a public figure in there. Ow! Oh, hey, hey, come on now. What the hell's going on? You guys are nuts. You guys are not winning right Damn. now. It's fucking cool. The girls hit harder than that. Now, listen. (laughs) I ain't no fighter, you bastard shit. Bobby, tell these people where you're going to be. Where are you going to be performing at? Sorry about that, Bobby. Well, let's see. Next, um, wow, boy. When I come back, um, uh, I will definitely be working at Slappers. Um, I think with this girl, Camille Solari. Camille Um, Solari. She's she's really cool. She's from New York City. Uh, or, or Jersey, one of those places, one of those islands. Um, but she, yeah, she really, I met her at uh, Flappers event, and, and so uh, I'll be performing as a guest in her group. Uh, I think that first week when I get back, May 29th, I think I'll be at the M Bar. Um, also going to try and be back at the Ice House uh, in between all of that. And then uh, I think the Improv uh, is going to talk to Dee Boudet about getting on there because we had already spoken about it. So yeah, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be any number of. Uh, clubs in LA. It looks like uh, for every week in May. So that's that's pretty damn exciting. Heck yeah! I personally have. Uh, I don't think I have any shows booked aside from the Let's Be Frank show. We got some more great guests coming in: Lisa Landry, Daryl Littlin, or Littleton. I'm sorry, and a few others. 
Um, but Bob or Bobby Robert. Bobby, Gordon. I want to thank you so much too for getting me on here. I mean, I'm just really. Uh, I think you have a great show. You have wonderful people call in. You got people that come in that are your friends that fuck you up with rubber bands. Yeah, it's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have welts in my face in the morning. Jesus Christ! All right, hey. We're going to get ready to end the show, but I'm going to do my sister station at rockslamradio.com some justice because I want to bring up the fact that our sister station, Rock Slam Radio, is going to be having their launch party, and it's going to be on May 5th at Gasoline Alley. It's going to be starting at noon, and it's going to 2 a.m. Admissions, five bucks. Show them the guitar they could win, dumbass. Bastard, make yourself useful. It's a 14-hour-long event. There's going to be 10 bands. It's crazy. That's a good-looking guitar. My fingers are too fat to play the guitar, but it's a good-looking damn guitar. <laughs> the best part, I mean, it's cool because it's 5 bucks and you could win it. It's courtesy of Sam Ash. Special thanks to Eddie. It's been a you know pleasure. It's a Les Paul guitar. If you have any questions, you can always call the station at 727-597-4022. It's our sister station. It's Gasoline Alley. It's going to be a good time. It's rock and roll. It's fun. It's music. It's beer. There's going to be hot broads. Doug is not invited because he's a rubber band MMA <laughs> bastard. No shit, but Doug, keep it up. Keep, keep up yeah. your fighting, man. You see Dave Punch? You see Dave Punch? You'll start winning. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Robert, were you watching? Did you see the form on my pansy fat man Jewish punch? Tell, tell me yeah! the score at the bar, man. <laughs> I did. It was, kind of, it was a little staticky. Or, uh, I'm not, it was like uh, jittery. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, you know, if you just jump on this guy, you'll fucking kill him. So Hold on. I, I let's see what, what happens. Holy shit. I got my ass kicked by Doug, that fucking bastard. We're out. <laughs> Bob, thanks for calling in. Yeah, it's nice nice talking to you, Bobby. Nice talking to you, too. And stick, stick with the dream, man, and, and keep fighting, because um, that's what it's all about, buddy. Um, much luck to you. And, uh, and obviously, you guys have a rivalry, but you're, you're, you're good friends, too. So Yes, we are. It's been like this since what? Little Hebrew school at, like, five years old? Wow. It's a long time. You bastard all right thank you everybody for tuning into comedy slam bobby will probably be calling you in a few minutes to make sure you had some fun on the show oh yeah comedy slam radio rock slam radio everybody's having a good time we'll speak to you next week all right thanks man thank you so much you guys have a wonderful night you too man you too What was that? I'll tell you what that was. That was another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com, where we put the dot-com in comedy.